Rachel Prairie is a certified personal trainer with 20 years experience in movement and health modalities. She is manager of training operations for self-esteem brands, Anytime Fitness, the largest fitness franchise in the world. She's been a guest speaker and writer for the Special Olympics, American Academy of Sports Medicine, Functional Aging Institute, NBC, ESPN, Women's Health Magazine, and even presented at the University of Guam. Her areas of specialty are strength training, nutrition, recovery, trauma-informed weightlifting, and pain-free performance, as well as energy work and sound therapy. Outside of work, Rachel competes in strongman. She loves to travel and the great outdoors. Rachel proudly celebrated turning 40 this year and is committed to being aligned, empowered, and unbothered. All right, so Rachel, you are the leader of thousands of health coaches and personal trainers around the world for Anytime Fitness on all seven continents, which is incredibly impressive. So your job is big, right? Mm -hmm. So most people would probably assume that leading the health of trainers and health coaches is easy. So I'm going to go back to one of my primary basic nursing questions I would ask all of my patients and I'm okay. going to ask you. Okay. So on a zero to 10 scale, how easy or how difficult is it to promote health and well-being in your coaches and trainers? So meaning 10 being like, this is the most difficult part of my job. It is painful. It is something I struggle with every day. Zero meaning I don't give this any thought. Everybody's got it all figured out. I don't have to do anything in this realm. As the leader of all of the health coaches and Not trainers, and no pressure, <laughs> but on a zero to 10 scale, how difficult is it to make sure that all of your coaches and trainers are healthy and well themselves? It's easier than it used to be, but probably a six or a seven. Okay. Just because if you would have asked me that five or six years ago, it would have been 10. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, we are in critical care here we need yeah. to figure out how to do this okay but just with how we've shifted and changed as a brand really also shifted and changed us as trainers and coaches it really led us to coming out of just the trainer mode where we focus yeah. on the physical and like all this hustle and grind yeah to the coach where it was really like we talk about this all the time like fitness as a love story yeah. right like how can i really connect to myself so i can show up for my members mm. but it it we're not queer we're still working on it but it yeah. is a lot better than it used to than be it used to be yeah and the reason i ask that is because i think most people would be so surprised to think that people in the preventative health industry like you're the experts like you're the people that lead people to health yeah and so how can it be that those coaches, those trainers actually have a lot of struggles with their own health, right? Yeah. And it's the same way in healthcare. So yep. a lot of people go, and we had this conversation. I've had a lot of nurses and doctors as clients. <laughs> I know. You guys have problems. That's the, we're the worst. You're the worst. Yeah, we're the worst. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just gonna take that, and it's probably true. Um, but it's that thing of where you like you're you struggle with that. Um, need to have this image of health, right? Mm -hmm. Like I represent it, I teach it, I coach it, I foster it in others, so I can't be lacking in it myself. Right. So how do you get coaches and trainers to kind of let their guard down and like just be real people who are having the same real problems as the people that they're training? Yeah. 
Well, I think it I think it came out of this like shift in mindset about what fitness is too because a lot of my most fit healthy appearing friends and trainers and coaches yeah. actually don't have the insides quite right. Okay. So like they know how to show up and look the part, yeah. but they're not living it. And so I think a lot of it was just the industry also shifting away from this aesthetics, like skinny, thin is in yeah. goal to like actual wellness. Yeah. And so like, I think that had to happen first that yeah. also gave the trainers permission to also think about wellness, not just fitness. Yeah. So a lot of it is like, Hey, <clears throat> Um, and I take this from Mandy, yeah. a friend of ours, yeah. all the time, is that you can only lead as far as you as yourself has go have gone. So true. And so if we're only showing up in kind of this outwardly appearance of health and not really living it, it is hard. Our clients and members feel it. Yeah. We can only take them so far. And if we want them as healthy and happy as possible, we have to do the work. It's a mirror, right? right. It's, a, it's a relationship that we build together. But... The end goal is really to help them build that for themselves. So if yeah. we don't have it figured out, it's, everyone's going to struggle. Right, right. <laughs> we all true. have problems. Yeah. Yeah. So did you have to go through that journey yourself? Yes. Um, I lucked out, like from a young age, even my parents and my mom in particular had a big influence on like thinking about like what your body can do for you and not so much the appearance of it. But depending on what I was training for, competing in, I like to experiment on all the things on myself yeah. first, right? Yeah. Like got into bodybuilding for a while and that was kind of wild. And I didn't realize coming out of that, that suddenly like my relationship with food seemed a little off yeah. and my, and my, um, a drive or like want to th maintain a, f a look suddenly flared up yeah so it was kind of like riding this wave and i was trying to align with health yeah instead of just this kind of overall aesthetic of fitness fitness yeah, yeah. do you think that's an industry-wide change or do you think that's more like anytime fitness is really committed to that it's not just about like how you look it's about all the things like heart-centered internal spiritual like emotional relational yeah. What's been your experience? We, I would say we were on our way as an industry and then the like peak of pandemic times kind of started like to propel it forward. Hmm. And same with anytime we were kind of like on our way and then the pandemic <laughs> yeah. propelled it forward. I still think we are ahead of the game in kind of the, the recovery spirit connection yeah. of like mind, body, spirit, more of the holistic approach. Yeah. Um, I don't feel that when I walk into other places as much, sure. but as an industry, some people that I like love, respect and look up to are now focusing on strength training yeah. and eating and sleeping and hydrating as opposed to the scale or yeah. your inches or whatever else. So we were all headed that way, not as fast as I would like, yeah. <laughs> but it's coming and it's working. Like it's, it's really sticky for yeah. the clients and, and members because that was the secret sauce that we were missing or not focusing on is yeah. that we have to kind of work inside out. Right. And the industry was flipped. It was like outside right. in and like fingers crossed that you are also mentally healthy and right. spiritually healthy. So 
now it's like we're hitting them. We're hitting them on all yeah, fronts on all because levels. that's what it really takes. Absolutely. Well, I know you're really committed to holistic health, so I'm sure that kind of emulates, right? And like your tentacles spread in all of the trainers in terms yeah. of just being comfortable in that space. Yes. Is that something that generally speaking, um, your trainers are open and accepting of, or does it take a lot of work on your part to be like, Hey, you know what? It's okay to look at yourself from a health lens, right? Mm -hmm. From like 18,000 feet up right down of, of all the different things that are impacting your health. I mean, are they generally speaking pretty open to embracing that? Or is it tricky to get coaches and trainers to want to look at health holistically and not just like, Oh, it's fitness. Yeah. I think it's easier now. There is a gap in, in how we're trained as a trainer, our education, and then when we actually go to apply it. I'm sure you experience the same thing in healthcare. Yeah. Like what we learn in class, in our books, is about the body. And then we go and we're like standing in, in front of someone who has, you know, anxiety issues, like yeah. so obese they can't get down to the floor, like bad relationship with their parents, whatever else. Like, yeah then it's like gets kind of we don't have as much support there like we're yeah. like okay i know this is important but i don't want to cross any boundaries but i don't know how to go there so we really encourage our our coaches to like you be vulnerable too like yeah. that's it's giving them permission to do the same yeah. and that's again like that's what if we're thinking about our most optimal even better than optimal like most right. healthy happy self it requires being vulnerable because you have to build trust with yourself, with yeah. your clients, um, with your body, feeling safe. Yeah. So I would say that it comes down to they are willing, but um, I don't know if they give themselves enough capacity. Like they okay. don't have enough time in the day yeah. to barely get their workout done, let alone work on their breathing on and meditation. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, it's a capacity issue, which is usually reflected by, you know, how we're paid too in sure. the industry in general we're not we all a lot of trainers have to work second jobs and have families and everything else and so it's just like this the best trainers and coaches i know have a really good work-life balance okay um so they can work on themselves because yeah. you'll get burnt out otherwise a hundred percent you know it was really interesting when we had a retreat together and we were at the point we sat down at the beach and we had this great conversation and you know in each industry around health or preventative health or medicine, I think we all kind of feel like what we are going through is so unique. And what we realized in our conversation was like, you too? Yes. I'm like, seriously? I mean, it's in the preventative health industry and it's in the acute and sick care side of industry, right? Where yes. it's like, we don't take, we don't, we aren't um, encouraged to take time to care for self, which is the irony in it, right? Yeah. I mean, fitness is primarily, I would have to imagine like most of your metrics are going to be centered around clients. Like what are your client outcomes? Like how much weight do they lose or how much mobility do they gain? And yes. we do the same thing in healthcare, right? So it's like patient outcomes. So if you could measure one thing in terms of your coach's health outcomes, what would you want to measure? Like their, probably their energy. Mm, that's because a really good one. I think that is kind of a gauge for anything else to follow. Yeah. Um, like if they're high energy, that means to me they are, you know, they're getting their steps in, they're lifting weights, they're eating, they're hydrating, they're getting sleep. Right. If it's low energy, it's something else. Maybe they're so gassed that they can't have energy. Yeah. So I think it would be, that's how I would probably gauge where, where they were at. Where they are. 
this is something I had to figure out in healthcare, right? Like, oh, I actually have to rebel and be well myself because yes. nobody in here is going to really give a crap about no my one's health, coming right? No you. one's coming to save my life. <laughs> I may be saving others, but everyone else is like, yeah, irreplaceable. <laughs> so it's that thing about, you know, how do you give yourself permission, right, for self-care? Mm-hmm. And like, you can only give what you have. Like, you can't give beyond the energy that you have on reserve to give yes. to people and how important that is. And so I think for a lot of people in a lot of industries, it's so interesting to hear that, like, no way this is happening in the gyms because it can't happen in the gyms because that's where we go yes. to, like, find ourselves and find health. And honestly, I will I tell people this all the time, I learned about health and I had my master's at the time, right, in healthcare and healthcare leadership. And I learned about health from a personal trainer who was bold mm-hmm. enough to really challenge me and be like, you actually don't know anything about health. And I was like, yes, Plastic I do. Trainer. Have you seen this research article? And blah, blah, blah. And they were like, okay, well. And eventually, okay. literally, I had to break down and be like, you have three months. <laughs> you have three months. And that's all you have to change my life and change my health. And if it works, I'll buy in. All right. And of course, it totally, totally worked. I, I like, love Shit. that trainer. I was like, God, now I gotta like... Like, own up. But I did. But the point being that I think it's super healthy for people to understand that the struggle is real, even in the places you would least expect the struggle to be, right? So if you're having to work on it, if healthcare is having to work on it, and other industries, it just, like, normalizes it. Yes. Doesn't mean you stop working at it. Right. But the struggle is real, like, from A to Z. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's really um, important for us in that common ground, like as humans, just to accept that. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if you're a coach or a trainer who most people have on a pedestal of health. Right. Or a doctor or a nurse, you know, who's here. And it's like, we're all struggling with the same thing. So how do we just help each other be healthier, stronger humans? Yeah, it is. It's, it's our, it's our community. Like it's, it's, and a lot of our wellness doesn't even take place in the gym. Yeah. So if we aren't building those relationships, with ourselves, with each other, it's, it won't, there's no legs to it. It won't yeah. stick. It has to be, I almost wish like we could just empower. I would say this, if I ran for president, which yeah. by the way, I, I would totally vote for you. Like, <laughs> yes, Coach Rachel. If I ran for president, I would want everyone to, to get certified, to become a certified trainer or something where you know your body, like give people the tools. Doesn't mean that they'll act on it because a lot of people yeah. know what it takes to be healthy, but still don't. But that's a whole other level of like complication, trauma, right. all that stuff. But it would be awesome if like we really understood, I think the best trainers and coaches empower their clients. Some of them we have a long time for forever, but really like they should know what to do, how to do it. I call it like you get this like sixth sense with your body. Yeah. Like you are like, oh, I feel just a little bit off because you're so in tune yeah. with what's going on. Yeah. So I think like if we think about our wellness community, like empowering people to figure this out and just giving them space and knowing that like failing, I hate that's not the right word, but like that's actually part of the plan. Right. It's, it's okay. Like we can totally do this. Right. That is a brilliant idea. We can totally do this. I think you should, I think you should make some political signs and I'm going to up my yard. Rachel for resident. We no, can totally do this. We can do this. We can totally do this. Hey, I would do it. But it's true. I mean, you think about it, like all the things that we learn in school and nobody teaches body IQ. Mm-mm. Nobody teaches financial health or wellness. Like, all of these things that are, like, the real street smarts of life, right? Yes. Like, if you don't learn this stuff, who the hell is going to teach you? Yeah. 
And oftentimes it takes like a number of struggles and then you're like, oh, I'm going to find myself in a gym because I'm struggling and I can't get there. Where if proactively, which is like a really tough concept for so many industries, we did this. For sure. We don't need gym class where we all feel bad that we can't run a mile and do push-ups and pull-ups, but we could learn how to eat. We could learn how to breathe better. Like that would be so beneficial. Create, create better, more healthy adults by the time they get up here where we're like, okay, we're going to (laughs) recover. We're going to podcast and drink wine because we're never going to have to be vulnerable somewhere in here. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so if you were president, what would you implement at Self-Esteem Brands as the most important employee wellness benefit if you were president? Ooh. You know, we have our bases pretty well covered. Yeah, you guys are pretty progressive. (sighs) Yeah. But you guys, as like the most progressive company, I'm always like, well, what's your next innovation? Like, what's the next Mm. thing? What's the next... I think, because we kind of have like body, mind, spirit cover. We have nutrition. We have movement. We even have um, mental health. We use, um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but, um, oh, Modern Health app. We can have therapy sessions, log into like how to be a better parent, how to be a better listener, like all these things. Maybe a little bit more um, leadership training. Mm, Like how to be, I know our leaders get it but i'd be curious if like more of like the bottom bottom level is not the right word but like people who aren't in yeah. necessarily the early leaders, leaders. yeah leaders but yeah. i would say i already know chuck would bust me and be like well you're all leading like you're yeah. all you know what yeah. i mean but something to like develop like develop into leadership yeah would be cool which is really helpful right because it's that same exact concept that we're talking about around health like nobody teaches it to you and i don't know about you guys in the preventative health industry but in healthcare, we throw doctors nurses into leadership roles all the time we're like run this team manage these fifty thousand patients we're like sure because i went to nursing or medical school i know how to lead like a team of 100 people yeah and we don't so then you fall on your face and then you have all of these struggles and eventually people learn and now more people are going back and getting degrees in leadership but if you could have that early on yeah you could lead preventative health so much better oh yeah Yeah. for sure and any maybe even maybe even educating more people uh here on the body too because we have such a diverse group of people working and everyone's active in their own ways which is something so nice like there's no pressure like you have to go to team training anytime you have to go to base camp it's like nah you just need to move however that feels good to you even if it's at a competitor brand go 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 do do it it. yeah there's certain elements of leadership i'm sure as you know like you have it's like street smarts right like you have to get in there you got to get like down in the dirt and you got to like fall on your face and be like, Oh shit, this is super hard. Like Mm -hmm. nobody can teach you that. So there are lessons you have to learn. But if someone could just give you a little bit of education and a little bit of training before they like three into the fire. Yeah. Might help a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And we do too. We have like uh, mentorships. We have, um, I haven't got like scholarship dollars this year to go through project management, which is something that I, when we have our, um, we have like a great review system, like yearly and then at six months too, just to make sure like, hey, this is what you said. Yeah. Are you still on track? Yeah. Like, cause we set personal and professional goals yeah. too. And then we have larger team goals too. Um, and I realized when I kind of moved more into not just leading the trainers, but now leading groups of employees here through projects, I was yeah. like, ah, 
I'm really glad I have such experts on my team because I didn't have like the organizational skill to to spread out the word. I could have made it easier on the team. It was just kind of like, try to keep up. (laughs) Here we go. I'm out here. Yeah, I literally was like, I'm a coach, so do your best. Like, that was my strategy. (laughs) We still got it That's not going to be nominated for president. Damn it. (laughs) Outside of us three. Rachel Berry, do your best. Yeah. (laughs) But I realized, kind of like looking around these meetings, I'm like, I'm stressing people out because I don't have the skill set. So then... At my review, my, my leader is like, I said to him, you look, hey, I love this project work, but if I keep going, this is something that I need to really work on. Right. And so applied for the, the scholarship dollars to do project management and agile yeah. to help next time around, which is already here, yeah. <laughs> working on our next big projects that, um, that I can be more, I want people to feel calm and yeah. confident and not kind of just like shooting from the hip, which right. is what I do when I'm by myself. I just have to lead myself. Right. <laughs> but in front of others. In front of others. <laughs> now they're all seeing the chaos. So, well, so you're that's real. cool stuff like, like you're that. Real. You're vulnerable. Sure, yeah. yeah. But the reality is, is that you've been fostered, right? Like you've been given the tools along the way yeah. to do what, you need, do what you need to do and to get better at it, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. And really important. So I appreciate what you're saying and that if you could add anything for your employees now to give them, give people those leadership tools sooner. Yeah. Um, and how much that would, you know, change the trajectory of their leadership path. Yes. And that's a big deal. That's mm-hmm. a really big deal. So that's a great, I love that answer. In that, I'm going to ask you something. It's probably going to make you be a little bit vulnerable. Okay. So you said the word spirit. Mm-hmm. And I know this is, you know, a topic that can go a lot of different directions. But I've realized how important it is in health. Like when I'm with people who are in pain or spending their last days on earth here, I have gained a whole new appreciation for like how important spirit is along one's life and health journey up till the end. Mm -hmm. So you see people at their most vulnerable times. So I have to imagine like people's spirits and energies like arise, right? Mm -hmm. And how do you incorporate that into fitness like how do you honor people's spirits when you're working with them in a primarily physical realm yeah because i know you're a very spirit driven person yeah i hope you're okay that i'm asking oh yeah for sure and my my like spirituality is kind of relatively new to me honestly in the last few years because i kind of like rejected it or like it made me so uncomfy yeah that i was like i'm just gonna work on the body yeah yeah. (laughs) i know that it's comfortable i feel safe here so kind of expanding out first exploring my own like what do i feel what do i believe and then also like i think a lot of it for me is like asking people the right questions at the right time and letting them kind of come to their own conclusions or even helping them connect the dots like okay you said this but like, but you're doing this. So like, what's happening here that, you know, what is it? Is it something, um, is it stress? Is it anxiety? Is it, you feel like you're not supported in this area? And a lot of it, especially cause like, I still forming my own like Mm -hmm. point of view, like, you know, I'm feel like I'm probably part alien. Like we haven't talked. Yeah. I know that's not a question, (laughs) but (laughs) We can go there. (laughs) But I keep thinking, like, I used to think, and, you know, this might sound sad to some people, but it wasn't sad to me at all. I used to think, like, we're just here. 
Yeah. Like, we just got biologically lucky, and we just ended up yeah. here yeah. in these bodies, top of the food chain. And I'm going to do my best while I'm here, but then I'm out. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Be super strong and peace out. <laughs> and then bye, yeah. Earth. Yep. But the more I got into spirituality, I'm like, man, like, how can there be, um, like, literal stardust in yeah. our veins and, and think that, or all these billions of other galaxies and stuff out there and think yeah. that there isn't something going on mm -hmm. here. Something bigger than ourselves. Something bigger. And so if I can help people like, hey, like, yes, we're focusing on losing this weight and yes, we're focusing on eating more protein, but like, right. we're also focusing on like soul purpose yeah, and really deeply rooted. Like once you get this one life, mm -hmm. like your health is dependent on what you do with it. Like you yeah. can't do anything without, you can do stuff without it, but it's harder, right. it's a lot harder, a lot more obstacles. Yeah. So a lot of that is just like helping people kind of connect things that I see that they don't because usually when the person's like in it yeah it's really it's like it's blinders on it. yeah it's really hard and so again asking them the questions um having like even speaking back their own story and being mm. like hey this sounds like a really powerful moment for you yeah and then they're like oh yeah I guess it kind of was yeah. you know so a lot of it is just like kind of figuring out for myself and also helping people like connect the dots to things that they might not have seen, felt, mm -hmm. or heard. Mm -hmm. um, and then really like on those hard days, especially, or those days where you really are gassed yeah. and like don't want to do stuff, like kind of remembering like, what is your purpose? Like, why, why are you here? Yeah. Like, what's your mission? Yeah. I love that. I'm a huge purpose person. So yeah. I love that answer. So it's like finding the story that connects you back to your purpose, it kind of ignites like that, whatever it is, that inner fire or what were we calling, you know, like just yeah. that inner spirit, right? That comes forward. Yeah. And that makes everything that you do in the gym, at home, at work, that much more impactful. And oh powerful yeah. And purposeful. And I'll make my, in the past too, like it, actually a retreat that we just held, we made the, the trainers do it too, is like write your own personal mission statement Yeah. or write your own vision of health. Yeah. And like, do what you can. It's not always made perfect, but just like try to keep staying aligned with that. Yeah. Like you veer off, but then, you know, come back. <laughs> I love that. So it's also kind of like realizing like, where's the incongruencies mm -hmm. in your current life, which we've all had them. I mean, I've had plenty and I can still see them. Right. And it's like, how do I get those to align? So you feel better, like internally for your purpose, your passion, your spirit. Like, so it all feels yes. like at peace. And when you're aligned, like you feel it. We call it like you feel like yeah. a flow, like things are moving. The weight's probably falling off, honestly, yeah. suddenly, like you just, you know it when you're just kind of in that flow where right. everything, that body, mind, spirit is aligned. And that's what we're trying to get everyone to right, be. Right. Cause it's such a, like, it's a lighter feeling than kind of having to drag your feet along right. through being miserable through your wellness plan, which in my opinion is, is not, not the fun. right, uh -uh. that's not the right wellness that plan. selling point. No, if you're miserable, that's not it. Return to Rebel and Be Well in just a moment, but first a few words about our sponsors. I want to say a special thank you to everyone at Self Esteem Brands. We are grateful for the recording space and support you have provided to our podcast platform and team. You can find more information about Self Esteem Brands in the show notes. We appreciate and savor every sip of Dry Farm wines during our podcast conversations and every event at the Point Retreats. To find out more about Dry Farm wines, find their link in our show notes. 
Thank you Paddle North for being our preferred Minnesota-based brand and company. We honor every memorable paddle. To find out more information about Paddle North, find their link in our show notes. The Point Retreats and Rentals is situated roughly 30 minutes outside Brainerd, Minnesota. The property's private peninsula boasts over 1,500 feet of stunning shoreline spanning three lakes on the pristine whitefish chain of lakes. Whether you need time to renew, reset, or reconnect, we have a space that can host your family, group, or team. Click on the show notes to find out more about the Point Retreats and the Point Rentals. Well, and biologically, and we t- we've talked about this, actually, we brought this up at one of our last retreats, and you did a great um, talk and seminar on this, but biologically, right, what happens if you're trying to constantly achieve different physical goals mm-hmm. in the midst of being in a sympathetic state all the time, right? Like yeah. In chronic fight or flight, you're always stressed, like your body just holds on to everything, because it's biologically what it should do, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, frick, when's the next, like big traumatic event going to happen. And I got to have like all my resources right here so I can try and fight it. And what I hear you saying too, is if you can just align better with your spirit, you're going to flip out of a sympathetic fight or flight state, get back into a more like relaxed state of parasympathetic. So your body can like do the things you want it to do. So it can move forward. Yeah. Sympathetic, you kind of like stay stuck, right? For sure. That's why, that's why some of my most challenging clients were always nurses. Sorry. <laughs> what? Always. <laughs> I totally, completely believe it. Okay. Yeah. Like high stress, their sleep cycles wrong. They're, yeah. they're working night shifts. They're outside smoking. They're not hydrated because they can't go to the bathroom because they work on the floor. Like, yeah. and, and they just hold and hold and hold and then try to like put out high intensity in the gym. And it's like, it's not working because yeah. all we're doing is like stacking stress on stress on stress. Yeah. So it's, uh, your body, we think we're so smart and our bodies are brilliant and they are doing whatever it takes to keep us alive, keep us alive including sure. hanging on to everything it can. So true. And I'm totally, completely guilty of everything you just said. So I'm just own up right now. But it's true. I actually had a cortisol test, which is your stress hormone, mm-hmm. right? I had a cortisol test probably halfway through... Um, so I've been really committed to fitness and training, I'd say for the last like decade Mm -hmm. in the middle there, I was like, Oh, I'm going to get more lab work. I mean, just being a nurse's brain, right? Like I'm, I need more data. Yes. Like, yes. (laughs) Really doing anything. Um, and so it showed that my cortisol was like literally the cortisol I've seen for people that we have intubated in the ICU who just had an MI massive heart attack. Right. I was okay. like, oh shit, like I'm going to roll this, this up and like not show anybody that. The shredder. And literally a few of the trainers approached me like, we saw someone with us and they died like two weeks later. Like you have to do something about this. Oh my God. And I was like, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But it, it was like, I couldn't refuse it anymore. My body was like, yeah. Okay. So I can keep doing this and lead myself to an earlier death. Right. Or I can do something different and it was incredible to, to exactly what you're saying. As soon as I started to let go of some of the stress that I knew I was holding in from different things in my life, yeah, everything else started to change, starting with my body. Yeah. Right. And when I deviate from that, it's like my body goes right back to that. Yeah. So, so I know. that's it. We're like, I'm in charge around here. And I'm like, uh, are you though? <laughs> oh, but really your you're... body knows uh, what you're doing. It's totally true. <laughs> so how did you end up in this, like in this industry and in this profession, like what drew you to this initially? I actually originally went to school to be a teacher 
I did, yeah. And I got all the way into student teaching and I hated it. (laughs) And then I was like, well, I'm screwed. I just went all the way through all this schooling and now this isn't what I want to do. Yeah. So I finished my degree and at the time I was also coaching volleyball, which was like the love of my life was coaching was just so fun. Um, And I went into like a sales and recruiting job, which was fine. But then I was also like oh, this is what we do now. Like, yeah. we go and we sit at a desk and then we go home, like... Didn't feel like coaching. Yeah. yeah. And it was, like, kind of miserable. Yeah. So, um, lucky for me, the universe was like, heard you loud and clear that you don't like this. Right. So I got laid off from the uh, job and went right into another job, identical. Got laid off from that job. And then I was like, okay. Right, I'm clearly meant to do something different, like be president. I got to... <laughs> Super knocks on your door from the universe, but just a yeah. couple. But I was like, couple. all right. I was like, okay, wait. I don't even like this. Like, right. so I had. I thought, like, okay, what are what's the thing that I love? And at the time, it was coaching, right? And going to the gym, which I was pretty new to. Yeah. Like, I didn't. I um, I went to an all girls high school and even the college, and we didn't like really have a weight room or anything. So okay. I never really touched a weight I've always done like athletics and body weight so started training and then went back to school to be a trainer yeah and as soon as I like got into kind of like mock coaching I was like oh this is the teaching that I was looking for yeah like it was the right environment perfect marriage between the two yeah Yeah. I still got to help people build relationships be in service um so I was training forever and ever I ended up at how I ended up at any time is actually like talk about whatever universe (laughs) had a plan crazy like I I was working at a I was married at the time I was working at a little like mom and pop gym in North Carolina on outside of a military base and I our gym like specialized in this way of coaching and programming and we were maybe like the third club ever to adopt it yeah so I got this kind of niche training for like about almost five years and then when I knew I had to exit my marriage and started looking for jobs back home I applied here for a social media job because my degree is in writing and rhetoric and I love social media and I was like I can't figure it out right and they were like you're not qualified at all (laughs) and I was like cool (laughs) they were like but we see you have this unique skill, uh, and we're actually going to bring that company in, too. So we'll hang on to your resume. And I was like, oh, I've heard that before. So right. I was like, okay. okay, thanks. Yeah. And then about a month later, the founder of this, like, niche skill Facebook messaged me. And he was like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, did I? I immediately was like, something, I did something wrong. I posted right. something or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, working? And he was like, what's your name? I'm going to call you right now. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Why was this I was just really like, awful. this is yeah. so bad. <laughs> whatever <laughs> this is about to be. And he's like, hey, I'm at Anytime Fitness Headquarters, sitting around this table, and your name came up. And I was like, what? Uh, and he was like, they're for this position that's opening. It's a corporate trainer job. Yeah. They're going to launch my program. And I told them to hire you. Yeah. And we'd only met a few times, had like like a happy hour and stuff. Sure. He was like, and he's really funny. So he was like, so please don't end up being a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll do my best. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so I I interviewed several times, came up, ran sessions. Um, there was kind of a debate on whether or not like it was enough to be a full time position, um, but we had to go around and start educating people yeah. on on this process. So when I really needed a fresh start, like yeah. desperately needed like a place, a job, a place, another employee, like crashed at her place for about a year yeah. as a roommate, like all this stuff just lined up yeah. and doors opened and that's how I ended up here. And, the, and this is also the time when I liked being a trainer before, but again, it was also like that the the work and the work and the hours I was like I don't know if I can like how long can you sustain that yeah, yeah. and I and I hated that for trainers in general yeah. I still do so when I got here and I was like oh like these guys are talking about love and yeah. empathy and like yeah. all the juicy stuff that I always kind of had to like hide mm -hmm. and just kind of like whisper to my clients <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anybody yeah, but... love yourself yeah <laughs> They yeah. were just outwardly yeah. all about. And yeah. so I was like, oh, this is what this is. This yeah. is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is the people and the place it's that the culture. The it's culture. like they bleed purple, which people like purple represents so many different things, yeah. right? But it, yeah, it represents, the tattoos. Yeah. I know the tattoos, <laughs> the purpose, the love, all of it. Yeah. So who's your well-being thought leader? Like who's your person? Who's your mentor that you look up to or go to or who's taught you? They're actually a vendor of ours. So originally they were Kettlebell Kings and now they moved into an education platform called Living.Fit. Yeah. And there were coaches in that group that I, when I went through the training, we there's like a mastermind coaches and training group. Yeah. And I got to really see how other leader or people like me yeah. were doing their own things too, yeah. like running their own businesses, building their own communities. Um, and not only that, but a lot of them were just a solo personal trainer. They didn't have the backing of a global right. franchise. It was just them out there. And so a lot of my learning like came was like a collaboration with other trainers and coaches yeah. also trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. Um, which is why, and that would just kind of like deepen my drive to really help our people mm -hmm. or see like, man, that worked for them. Like, what if we did that? Right. Um, so a lot of it was really just collaborating with other trainers, utilizing a lot of social media to connect mm -hmm. with people, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of other educators. And honestly, the the guy that, that called me up and said, don't be a serial killer, like yeah. he was probably one of my first mentors that was like, you can do this. Because I was like, can I do this? Yeah. It's like, you can do this. You can do it. What are your three like non-negotiable health habits at home or at work? Strength training. Yep. For sure. There, everyone needs to be doing some type of resistance training, hands down. And Just, we talked to women about that because I feel like women are like, but I don't want to get bulky. Yes. And I'm like, no, you like, this is like a longevity thing. Yes. Like you need to, you need to lift weights. It's, it's for, especially like for anything, metabolic disease, any of that. Like I've seen strength training, like cure things in people. Yeah. It's super powerful. So we got to lift. Yeah. Uh, we have to rest. <laughs> I'm it <laughs> we have stuff to do. We can't I just know. be resting all the time. But I'm telling you, like, resting, even, like, the appropriate amount of rest days or off days where you yeah. still walk and move into mobility. And sleep is so underestimated. But it affects everything we do, our ability to learn, our emotions, all of that, and our ability to recover from the training that we've done. That's yeah. where we build our muscles. 
I'd throw nutrition up there, but I, I, I think when I say that, people are going to think, like, diet or whatever. Mm-hmm. When I say nutrition, I think, like, a nutrient-dense plan that works for you. Yeah. And it doesn't have, that doesn't mean it's, like, one certain way or, or, like, it's really fluid and can move. Yeah. But what we consume also affects all of this body, mm-hmm. mind, spirit. So making sure that we are again staying aligned um means that what we what we consume even i if the word consume to me too means a lot different because now i think like what we see what we hear what we scroll what we mm-hmm. like like all that stuff so i think maybe like consumption is like yeah. the third one too is like making sure that we're staying making healthy choices and all the things that we experience yeah. and put in our bodies that is such an important component of life especially in today's world right because there's not a lot of filters. Yeah. So we have to kind of sometimes create our own so mm-hmm. we don't let the things that will impact us negatively in, which is really hard to do, whether it's food or whether it's social media. Yeah. yeah that's a really good point in terms of being a health determinant, right? Mm-hmm. I even find that I'm on the phone and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just spent a half hour looking at absolutely horrible things that are not creating anything positive. Yeah. What a waste of time. Yes. That I could have been like doing a million other things to actually nurture myself oh yeah and social is really sneaky too because our brains are not meant to like experience that variety of things all at once in in a 30 minute sitting right like somebody getting shot a puppy getting adopted a political campaign like we're experiencing all this stuff and our body doesn't know the difference They can't process it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Our poor bodies. Be sweet. I know. Be sweet to yourself. I know. I keep telling one of my health goals has been like, I just need like a week long digital detox. Yeah. And it's so hard to do. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah, in the work industry and whatnot. But yeah. Anyways, it's still a goal of mine. I'm going to make happen one of these Do days. the thing. I have the thing where um, you can set a t- uh, like an alert to go off. So once you hit your whatever, you get a half hour a day, yeah. a little thing pops up and then like you have to then... Like, goodbye. That was your time. I love that. I should do that. <laughs> and actually, what I have to do is a little more extreme. I'm like, okay, well, I need to go to the Boundary Waters for a week and, like, literally plot myself in the middle of nowhere no land signal. and be like, there's no signal. So, guess what? It's a digital thing. All right, throw your phone in the lake yeah. next to I will. I should. Yeah. <laughs> and you are, I think, what I love about all of this, Rachel, and what I love about you is you have this really grounded presence, right? And a lot of wisdom and knowledge as you've gotten now kind of entering into the second half of your year. And you really want to drive health in others and you really want to keep improving yourself, which comes through so strongly in everything that you do. And I think that's why people can just relate to you and talk to you so easy and um, learn from you. But the thing about you that like I admire on the on the equally relevant side of that is like you're a freaking badass. Like you're strong <laughs> as hell. Like I'm like looking at social media, I'm like, what? She just won. Like, you just won the strongman competition. So you can be this gentle, spirit-driven leader who's also strong as AF, right? Like mm-hmm. and that is the beautiful thing about you. So how did that feel to win that competition? <laughs> Um, I do. So like the reason I kind of go so hard in all these areas really is like, I do believe, like I even have like tattoo, like this all ends. Like, yeah. so it's not kind of this toxic sense of urgency where you have to like do all the things, right. but it's like, I have to stop messing around with things, people, places I actually don't care about. Yeah. Like I, you know what I mean? Like they just like, I have to be done. And so I started just 
cutting people, places, things, whatever, just noise out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, then it gave me space to actually be like, well, what do I want to do? Like, what sounds yeah. fun to me? And Strongman popped up. Um, I started thinking about it a couple years ago, but I couldn't find, or when I moved to Utah, I couldn't really find a coach or a community. And I don't know, I'm like, I'm a trainer, but Strongman's different like it's different training different even equipment I'm like I don't even have I don't even know what that is right like what am I supposed to do so um here we go the universe Uh, see, this is why I can't deny it. Right. But I was at the, I went into the gym that I train at in town. And um, after kind of like, oh, I'll let it go. Strongman some other time. I'll go back to kettlebells or something else yeah. that I love. But I walked in like the next week to this gym and there were two guys doing strongman things mm-hmm. in the gym. And without hesitation, <laughs> I walked over and was like, hi, I'm Rachel and I want to do strongman. Can I be friends with you? <laughs> And they were like, yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Great. So what do we do? And that's right. kind, of, kind of how it started. Right. Um, and so we co- we competed in March and that went really well and had fun. And, and then I realized that like I'm also someone, because I've done everything and because I know what to do, I'm really well equipped, I kind of will just be in maintenance, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. That's a healthy, happy yeah. place to be. But I was like, man, I need, if I want to keep getting stronger, that's my goal. I really, it's best for me to always train towards something. Yeah. And for me, like, that was strong, man. And even from, like, kind of March until now, I've put on pounds and pounds and pounds on my lifts. Yeah. Which, for me, even though I, I was like, this is 40, and I, like, absolutely take pride in it, I'm like, that's that's a big deal. That means I'm doing things right. I'm getting enough food. I'm getting enough protein. I'm getting enough rest. Like I, Mm -hmm. a lot of things have to line up. It's been a mindful effort on your part to make that happen. Very intentional. So competing is just like, I, I use the word. I was actually talking to someone last week who also competes. And I was like, what, what words would you use to like describe when you compete? I was like, I want to say like joy, like just joy. And he was like, we compete very differently. Because mine's rage. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. like, I would never use the word joy. Yeah. But like, that's what it is for me. It's an expression of the work that I've done and how mm-hmm. I got here and um, how I like to show up for myself. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it's like, it's it's fun for me. It's a way for me to keep getting stronger. The yeah. strongman community is very unique and warm and friendly and welcoming. Yeah. I always make connections and new friends. So Which is so awesome because it's one of those lessons, again, like, don't judge a book by its cover right because you could see all yes. those really strong intense people and be like yeah i'm not gonna approach them in the gym like that's not my space right yes. but you did like you put yourself out there and you realize that the image is different like the outside image is different than the inside oh, yeah. attention right which for is sure deal. and yeah. when we when we really like if we go around, we actually, these are some of my favorite posts that our clubs make yeah. about like, what does fitness mean to you? Or why are you here? I don't remember the last time I heard like abs, yeah. you know, I hear like my mental health, yeah. like my, I had an injury, I have chronic pain. Yeah. Like, so it's a lot deeper than that. And I think in general, people are starting to connect the dots that yeah. this can really help you across the board. Yeah. You might show up for one reason and then in the end you might find joy. 
Yeah, exactly. Right? Which is like you, you're picking up a badass rack and you're like, I'm so joyful. And I love this. I think that's why I love watching you though, because I see that, like I can feel that in you and I'm looking at the pictures of you. Like it's, it is different. I mean, I've clearly seen other weightlifting competitions and competitors and it's not, you know, good or bad, but it's like, I love it about you. One, you're a 40 year old badass woman doing it. Right. But you can just like, you exude joy when you're doing it. You're like happy. Like, look at what I've done and like what yeah. my body's still letting me do. Yes. And so you keep kicking ass girl. Well, thank you. I love it. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> but it makes me think of when I was reading your bio and I'm going to read this particular sentence right now because I love this word so much. I actually thought about it today. I went on a hike and I was like, nope, I'm going to take Rachel's advice advice in this particular word and I'm just gonna like stick with it and it centered me all day it was like my meditation word Ooh, okay so it's what this what okay? I say? <laughs> so at the very end of your bio you say proudly turned 40 this year and is committed to being aligned empowered and unbothered which I love that word I have not heard people use that word in the way that you're using it very often mm-hmm. and that is a really powerful word so can you talk to me about that a little bit like what does unbothered look like in your life Yes. So I, because I'm a deep feeler, Mm -hmm. I can get very spun up in everything and even things that other people are feeling. And then suddenly I'm feeling, I'm like, why do I feel this? This isn't even mine to feel. And so a big part of like my recovery, spiritual work, nervous system work was really being able to hold those tight boundaries and like pop in and out yeah, and like not stay in anger or not stay in sadness or not stay anxious. Yeah. So really being able to be unbothered in that, like, this is who I am. This is how I feel. Also owning that I'm a deep feeler yeah, because I, I really struggled with that for a long time. Like this is a curse. Yeah. Like I hate this. <laughs> Like you take on just yes. way too much. I was just, I was just feeling so like shut down. So that was part of my kind of my own little like mission statement is how do I keep aligning with peace? Yeah. The feeling of peace, wanting to, to stay calm in my body. And a lot of it was like, I can't get bothered by what's happening. I can, yeah. I can understand it. I can empathize. I can help support advocate, but I can't take it on. Yeah. Because I won't, it's not um, productive for me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't actually help anybody move forward just like yeah. being pissed off all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's appropriate places. Like I, I think I had to go through some of that to learn that you can actually leverage anger as a yeah. motivator and use it. But for me, I can't. I can't, can't stay, stay in there. that place. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. Like anger is like that emotion <laughs> that I'm like, Oop, I'll go sit over here for a while. Yeah. But yeah. No, yeah. I hear you. But it's that, that learning, so unbothered, if I'm hearing you right, it's like kind of that difference between empathy and sympathy, right? Mm-hmm. And staying on the, being an empath, but not to the point where you're going to have to like put yourself right in their emotions and sympathize to yeah. that degree of like, now I'm in there with you. Yeah. It's like keeping that unbothered space of like, this is my protective me. This mm-hmm. is my protection of me and what I need to filter in and out. Yeah. yeah. When it goes back to that kind of be, you know, this is 40 thing too, is that like, you know, hypothetically I'm halfway Yeah. and I can't, I, again, it's that thing where I kind of like cleaned house Yeah. and I, I was spending, wasting just so much time and energy and things that didn't matter yeah. or that I didn't care about and then missing all the, the people, all places, the and things that I loved. Yeah. yeah. 
So I was like, I gotta, I got, I can get caught up real quick. Yeah. Still, I'll yeah. catch myself and be like, oopsie. Yeah. <laughs> I've come too far. Yeah. And like, now I'm bothered. Yeah. <laughs> I need to unravel bothered. that. So I have yeah. to like, to reel it, reel it back in. But it starts with awareness, right? Yeah. And I think 40 kind of brings that. So I'm a few years older than you are, but your 40s kind of allows you just to be like, okay, like how much, I don't have infinity left on exactly. earth, right? So what do I want the, my time and space and days and weeks and years that yeah. I have left to be filled with? Oh yeah. And things and emotions that just don't serve you anymore. It's like, why am I going to bother with those? Like yes. I'm going to get unbothered. That's why I kept telling myself, I'm like, I'm going to let that unbother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go on the unbother path. John, this train of thought. It's so I love one. that word. It's okay, a good. really good word. Yeah, it's stuck with me. It might be like my I new was word. Like, sure, I'm going to have to get that like, tattooed on me somewhere. Okay, but, so you have a few tattoos. Yes. Okay, so do you have any more that you're going to get? As we're in the Anytime Fitness self-esteem brand, a tattoo parlor, it's only fitting. Yeah. That we talk a little tattoo, right? Mm -hmm. So do you have any others you're going to get? Um, I have a couple in mind. I have, I have a heart on my leg. I kind of started this leg piece years ago back in North Carolina that I wanted to kind of represent like my health and fitness journey. Yeah. So something that I haven't kind of put together. I think there's going to be maybe some like tarot card images and stuff on there, like Ooh. body, mind, spirit. Yeah. But the next one I want to get is actually, um, uh, my, a great uncle of mine. So all my dad's aunts and uncles have passed, which was yeah. like kind of an end of an era yeah. for our family. And I have, uh, I don't know if I have the picture with, but, um, my uncle, Angie was in the Navy yeah. and he had the sparrows the, okay. that like you're supposed to like guide your way home. Yeah. And I thought like the very traditional tattoo of those would be cool because he had those. And the last time I saw him, um, he was so quick witted too. He was like, um, or I was like, so why did you get that tattoo or something? And he was, he was like, oh, to get the girls. And I was like, ha ha ha. He was like, it worked on you. Cause like yeah. I came over and asked him about yeah. it. That's true. <laughs> like, Wait a like, second. I was like, okay, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> but like something that kind of more of like, um, you know, I'm an only child and like I have my parents and there's this like this thing to when you turn 42 where like, you're kind of like coming to generational ends. Yeah. And so I kind of wanted to memorialize some of that too. Some of the previous generation yeah. that was like subsequently left. Yeah. Oh yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. I love that. Well, hey Rachel, thank you for being with us today. I appreciate you being part of the Rebel and Be Well podcast and the Point Retreats community. You are a beloved friend and just certainly a great leader and an incredible coach and just an amazing human. So thank you for sharing more about yourself here with me and with everyone else who's going to listen. And until then, like I know we're going to have many more adventures and magical experiences ahead yeah. in lots of different places. So I think we're just getting started. And someday... Rachel for president. Rachel for president. Rachel for president. <laughs> I want to say a special thank you to everyone at Self Esteem Brands, the parent company of Anytime Fitness, Waxing the City, Bar Method, Stronger You Nutrition, and Base Camp Fitness. We are grateful for the recording space and support you have provided to our podcast platform and team. You are a true example of what it means to rebel and be well. You can learn more about self-esteem brands via the link shared in the show notes below. We appreciate and savor every sip of Dry Farm Wines during our podcast conversations and every event at The Point Retreats. As a health and wellness platform, we are grateful to have a pure and unique wine that is free of sugar and additives, grown on small family farms, 
and brings a bright and soulful and vibrant glass of wine to share with the community we love. Cheers to our Dry Farm wine friends and family. You can learn more and order your own bottles of Dry Farm wine by clicking the link provided in the show notes below. That simple and serene moment when we glide across the lake at the Point Retreats on our Paddle North paddleboard is one of the most cherished moments. It's a gift when we and our guests blend into nature and lose track of time and space as we soar across the pristine whitefish chain of lakes. Thank you Paddle North for being our preferred Minnesota-based brand and company. We honor every memorable paddle that brings great clarity and balance. Click on the link provided in the show notes below to see all the incredible lake gear available with Paddle North. The Point Retreats and Rentals is situated roughly 30 minutes outside Brainerd, Minnesota. The property's private peninsula boasts over 1,500 feet of stunning shoreline spanning three lakes on the whitefish chain of lakes. The Point property is owned by two purpose-driven leaders who share a strong desire to lead others to optimal health and well-being. Our team believes in proactive, modern-day health shifting our mindsets to valuing quality of life in the same capacity as we value quantity of life. We aim for every experience at the point to enhance and deepen your whole being health by providing many opportunities for well care during your stay. Whether you need time to renew, reset, or reconnect, we have a space that can host your family, group, or team. Click on the show notes below to find out more about the point retreats and the point rentals. 